Hidden headlines, the good news, the God news, the stuff no one else in the media talks about except yours truly. And I'm Brian Sussman. This is Hidden Headlines for Thanksgiving Week 2018. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. It's amazing. Most people, of course, celebrate this holiday, giving thanks to something. And I guess it's always good to have a thankful heart. But at the end of the day, this is giving thanks to God. Thanks to God in the midst of not very good circumstances. And I say that because I'm broadcasting here in Northern California. We've had these terrible fires to the north of where I am. I'm in in San Francisco, the fires to the north in the northern Sacramento Valley, Butte County. And we've seen so many people uh, lose all of their material possessions. And many have lost their lives, many still missing. And it's a cause for prayer for sure. But even in all of that, there's cause to give thanks. And all we have to do is look back to 1621. That was the year of the very first Thanksgiving in North America. So let's set the stage for you. The first Thanksgiving occurs when the pilgrims on the Mayflower land in North America in a place known as Plymouth, of course, later known as Massachusetts. It's interesting, they, this sail across the Atlantic began in Plymouth, England, so a lot of people think, well, of course, they just renamed that part of North America Plymouth. No, that, that location all, had already been named Plymouth, so it was completely by accident they arrived there. That was not their original destination at all. Uh, there was some miscalculations and some bad weather that caused them to land in the Plymouth Bay, and as a result, that's where they stayed. But so much of it, divine providence. So there were 102 people on the Mayflower. Where did they come from? Well, they were English, they were Christians, and they were being persecuted by the Church of England because they were the type of Christians that didn't want to go along with a lot of what the Church of England was teaching, which in fact wasn't biblical at all. Uh, And so rather than be persecuted for their version of the faith— They went to Holland. Well, they'd been in Holland for about a decade, and the persecution started there as well, so they thought, let's let's go to North America. Now, some who went on the Mayflower, there were 102 people altogether, some who had been, went on the Mayflower had actually been to North America before. In fact, there was a British colony that had already been established in Virginia. It's called Jamestown. In Jamestown, uh, they were known for growing tobacco, they were known for growing sugarcane, and they had a slogan in Jamestown. It was called, Damn Your Soul, Grow Tobacco. It was a wild, crazy place. Uh, These pilgrims wanted nothing to do with that. They wanted to go to a place where they could practice their faith without threat of persecution. And so they went north, north of Jamestown, again, landing in what we now know as Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, It was a horrible winter. In fact, if you look back, and I, I know a little bit about this because of my background in meteorology. That was a period of time on planet Earth known as the Little Ice Age. I mean, the winters were horrendous at times. And this was a November when they landed, and the winter was fast approaching, and it was just going to be one hellacious winter. They had no idea. They had no idea. So they landed. Interestingly, the, the parcel of land in which they landed was vacant, The surrounding area had Indian tribes all over. This particular parcel of land was vacant. There are no Indians there. Now, the reason why? 
there had been a plague. An Indian tribe had lived there. They were wiped out by some mysterious plague. And as a result, the surrounding tribes wanted nothing to do with that plot of land because they thought it was cursed. So it was vacant. The pilgrims came. They landed. They immediately met two interesting characters. The first was named Squanto, an Indian. Now, when they first saw the Indians, they were fearful because certain Indian tribes were known to be very, very brutal, barbaric, and hostile. Uh, They saw an Indian approach them, and they were shocked when this Indian, whose name was Squanto, spoke perfect English, spoke the king's English, and even knew a lot about their faith, Christianity. So, I mean, think about that as the first, well, the second miracle. The first is that they land on a parcel of land unoccupied. The second is they meet a guy who speaks their language and was able to introduce them to other Indians in the area. Without the help of Squanto and the other Indians, I will guarantee you that um, these pilgrims would not have made it for that, through that first winter and beyond. They might have just packed up and sailed home. That first winter was so brutal that of the 102 aboard the Mayflower, only 44 survived. It was that bad. By the way, I should mention there were three distinct groups upon the Mayflower. One was, of course, the pilgrims. Uh, Then there were people who were, uh, they weren't exactly pilgrims, but they were okay with the pilgrim style of, of religion. They were fine with that. Probably Christians themselves, but, um, just not in it as serious as the pilgrims were. And then there were the hired hands, the people that ran the boat. So three distinct groups of people coming on board to uh, North America from the Mayflower. Of those, only 44 survive the first winter. Uh, Once the winter ended, now they needed to get to work. Uh, They needed to to construct uh, better buildings to live in because they were literally living in the Mayflower and on a few other huts that they had constructed on land. They needed to do a better job than that. They needed to start farming the land for sustenance. And were it not again for the help of the Indians, they wouldn't have known how to farm that particular terrain, that particular land. So they found the best fishing spots. They were able to catch birds, fowl, and they were able to plant various crops, including corn. And so now we fast forward from 1620 when they landed to a year later, 1621, and they're about to have a traditional fall feast. This was very traditional in England. They're going to do it in the new land. They have the fall feast. And there were 44 of these people from England and about 90 Indians joining them for this first fall feast, which lasted several days. And there was plenty, plenty of food. And plenty to be thankful for. And yes, there was a time of prayer with their Indian friends. And it was a wonderful, wonderful occasion. So that's really the the story, but there's so much more. And I'll continue with that. Uh, William Bradford was the gentleman who was in charge of this first colony. Uh, he wrote a book, Mayflower Pan- Plantation. It's still widely available. All of the facts that I'm giving you off the top of my head come from having read that book on numerous occasions. But Bradford was elected the first governor. This was in 1621, and he kept that position for the next 30 years. And what they did, um, 
the, the chief of the nearby Indian tribe, the Wampanoags, signed a treaty of alliance with the Pilgrims in the summer of 1621. Uh, Bradford was able to negotiate this. And the treaty, or the, the, the treaty of alliance, uh, said that the Pilgrims, the people from England, would provide defense against another tribe, the Naragaset tribe, which was to be feared, um, if the Wampanoags could provide them with food. So there was a deal. Listen, we'll use your, we'll use your military might, so to speak, um, if you'll help us in the event we're attacked, and we'll help you with, with food. So that was the deal that was brokered. And that deal uh, continued for several years. That was one of the ways that this colony was able to get off the ground. So Bradford brokered that. And I should also mention that the colony in Plymouth got along famously with the Indians for well over a generation. Um, by the autumn of 1621, the Pilgrims had much to be thankful. Uh, they had their friends, the Indians. Things were going well with their crops. And so they had the big festivals I mentioned. And by the way, in that first first Thanksgiving festival, venison, goose, duck, turkey, fish, cornbread. Some say popcorn may be true, may not. But that was the first Thanksgiving. And uh, William Bradford was just a brilliant leader. And of course, of those 44 that survived, it's interesting, none of those, to the best of my knowledge according to everything I've read, none of those people desired to go back home. They all wanted to stay. And by the way, many of the, the hands, the hired hands on board the ship, did give their life, life to Jesus and, quote-unquote, converted to Christianity. And there were many Indians who did the same. So that was 1621, and we still celebrate that that moment to this very day. Why? Well, it's because President Lincoln declared Thanksgiving a national celebration in 1863. The Plymouth Pilgrims simply celebrated for their survival. Now think about this. As they were sitting down giving thanks for their wonderful harvest and their new friends, you, you literally had families that had been devastated. Uh, there was a, a mom and a dad sitting across the table, and their children were gone, had perished. There may have been situations, and I'm sure there were, where now you had a, a, a husband and his children, but his wife has perished, and a wife whose husband has perished, and they're sitting across the table, and they've decided to make a go of it as a new family. It was an incredible time of, of great heartache, and of course, great sadness, but at the same time, it was just overwhelming, teeming, if you will, with thankfulness for being in the new land and being given an opportunity for a brand new start. And, and so that's what President Lincoln declared, Thanksgiving, a national celebration, 1863. The Plymouth Pilgrims simply celebrated survival, as well as the hopes of good fortune in the years that lay ahead, but they, know, they knew nothing was guaranteed. And so I hope, after hearing me talk about this on Thanksgiving Day, this year and every year, you will, you will literally just take a moment, and this is a part of my Thanksgiving, 
in in my private time on Thanksgiving morning, I will just set a little time aside and I will go through everything that I'm thankful for. I go back to when I was a little kid, right up through my early adult years to present because there is so much to be thankful for. Have there been hard times along the way? Oh yes, oh yes, in my life as well as yours. There have been hard times, there's been heartache, there's been tears. There have been moments where I didn't think I could I could make it another minute. There were moments, without getting into the details, where I, I swore I had lost my mind. But God was always faithful. In the good times, it's easy to find God, isn't it? But even in the bad times, he's there. So I don't know what life has dealt to you in the past or even recently. But it's good to know that there is a God in heaven who loves you. It's good to know there's a God in heaven who desires a relationship with you. And it's good to know that in this life, there will be trouble. I mean, that's I'm quoting you the Bible right now. In this life, there will be trouble. There will be trouble of various sorts, of all kinds. But are we living for this life? No, seriously. Are we living for this life? Or are we living for our eternal destination? Are we living for heaven? And isn't it interesting, that's the subject of my podcast, Another Chance. You know, we're always getting another chance in this life. There's another chance to come to faith in Jesus. If, if you missed it once, guess what? There's another chance down the line. If you have given your life over and you are a, a child of God, and you are following the one who said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. Yes, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus Christ. If you're following that guy, okay, even then, we make mistakes. But even then, God gives us another chance. And then we take a look at this life. Even if this life didn't work out all that well for you, despite the fact that you know him, even if this life didn't work out all that well for you, and, and that could mean a lot of things. Maybe it's relationships didn't go the way you planned. Maybe career didn't go the way you planned. Maybe money didn't go the way you planned. Whatever the case, maybe your health didn't go the way you planned. Guess what? You get another chance. Another chance to live eternally in perfection. So that's what I'm thankful for, and I hope that you are as well. And that's this week's episode of Hidden Headlines. Thanks for joining me. Please make sure you go to briansussman.com. There are many ways to share, uh, to, I should say, uh, get in touch with me and stay in touch with me and follow what we're doing here on Hidden Headlines and the Another Chance podcast, which I highly recommend as well. We'll be putting forward a third episode in probably in the next week or so and many other exciting episodes along the way. These are stories of people who have been given another chance. And oh my gosh, the stories thus far have been dramatic and there are so many in the works. So again, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving, my good friends, and may God bless you. Brian Sussman signing off, Hidden Headlines.